welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five, weekly FGC talk show, podcast, broadcast, stream, podcast? I think those all, those all apply. Those all apply. Brought to you by all these gentlemen here in this room and some on the internet. We have John Velociraptor. Twitch. Still Twitch. Yeah, shouts to Twitch. Um, you see their logo there on the bottom right. What are you sipping on right now, John? Coffee? Uh, vodka. No, it's just, just black coffee. Just black, black coffee. Black coffee. Wow, I like how you specified it. Well, that's the way God intended. We all know exactly how hardcore John is now, so that's yeah. good. He just, uh, he just—it's just straight uh, coffee grounds in there that he just uh, ground, eating them straight. Uh, Steve, <sighs> Ace King Officer Jerk, <laughs> where are you today, pal? Looks like a lovely uh, sunset behind you. I am in the infinite azure. Oh, is that right? Yeah. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing all right. I, I've got no walls to contain me, so I'm good to go. Well, that was actually a big thing for me in Tekken, right, is I practiced on all the stages that were infinite, and then the first time I played a match with a wall, I was like, this is way too fucking hard for me. Like, none, none of this. Uh, people are curious as to why Steve's a normal color this week. That does not give you license, Alon, to start going wackadoo and making them all different colors, all right? We had enough you of that last year. You can mess with my colors if you want. I don't care. Hey, uh, hey, shout outs to I'm Unsung Hero <laughs> and Magnegro, a friend of the show who subbed right before the show started. Yep, yep. let me get some claps going. Uh, let's go with this right here. Good old doggy. The worst thing about Magnegro is that he plays Dalsim. He shouldn't do that. Tonight on the show, thank you for joining us. If we have any um, people who are not familiar with the show because they're interested in hearing about uh, what Jabela will say about um, all his wrestling events he's got going on with Kenny The Omega. best thing is that he's a good guy, by the way. I can't only say something about <clears throat> Thank you for that. That was still on Mag Negro. Uh, we're talking about Bailey now. <laughs> okay. uh, tonight on the show, he's our guest. He's going to tell us about the New Japan Pro Wrestling event that he's got going on, and we're excited to talk to him. Steve will stay on for that interview because he's our resident wrestling fan and knowledge base, and I don't think anybody else uh, has the chops to hang. <laughs> um, but we'll also be talking about... We have one point that we want to make about the uh, CPT point structure. It's <laughs> your first we'll funny go. joke ever, Efren. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about all kinds of other things, including a long-ass recap, quote to quote Steve. Um, so why don't we go ahead and get started there? Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, let's start with the thing that everyone is talking about. Um, it was the highlight of the weekend for <laughs> everyone in the FGC, and that was episode two of E-League the Challenge. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mind this one so much. Um, it started with an immunity challenge, uh, which was essentially a round robin. The catch was that you got to pick one opponent for whom you could pick their character. So you got to essentially nerf one, one opponent one time. Uh, Guilty won that. Uh, with a little bit of collusion, allegedly, um, who, which was sort of the crux so of the episode. So who got picked the most? Was it JB? I don't even know how that works. Yeah, JB was, uh, I think he got hit three times. Uh, he had to use Zangief for one. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it was as close to, like, some straight-up Street Fighter as you'd get, um, much more so than the first episode. Uh but anyway, guilty one. Guilty selected JB uh, for the uh, to go into the elimination match. Uh, JB selected Sherry as his opponent, and he won that five one. So Sherry is out of the running. John, I believe, has a question. Not that I care, but um, <laughs> I like how you got put that qualifier. Yeah, not that I care, but does the person that gets put in the elimination chamber always get to pick their opponent? As of now, yes, there's only been two episodes and there's only two more. So it could change, but 
I don't know. Um, That's stupid. I think it should just throw two people in at random, and then because otherwise, like the the they're always gonna pick who they pers- I don't know. I, I, who cares? I don't care. I, <laughs> I what was interesting to me is like this episode focused more on like the strategy of playing the game, not not the Street Fighter, but the reality show game, which mm. could be interesting. You see that in mm-hmm. uh, other shows, you know. You see that in Survivor, Big Brother, whatnot, but. Because there's only five episodes, there's really not a whole lot of time for that part of the game to develop. Or character development, or for me to care. And because there's, you know, it all comes down to -to head-to-head competition, there's not really a huge incentive for that strategy to play out. Because essentially you're going to get in a position where the better player is going to win, no matter what. So (laughs) it is what it is. You don't care. He didn't care when he was a kid. You don't care now. You just don't oh, care. That's, that's his loss. And if you type uh, in, uh, if you're a sub and you type in BOV what with a capital W U T, um, you'll get that face in the chat. You know, it's a lot easier to just tell people that you, you can just hit the button and then hit the other button and then it does that. I didn't actually know you could do that. Yeah, Thank that you was a little, for little educating button. me. Um, guys, I have a confession to make. I stopped watching E-League, the challenger, after the first episode. <laughs> I even you recorded it. I got it. them shits TiVo'd, and I still didn't watch it. You're, Did I miss you're out? You're missing out on something. Well, you're not supporting the FGC, you I ass. know, dude. I'm a little piece of shit. You're well, right. we've got, like, um... Yes. I guess yes, after Mike? one more episode, everyone left in will have at least a slight ability to play the game. So, there we go. <laughs> Right, that's a hot take right there. Um, all right, are we moving on or are we staying on this uh, E-League the Challenger graphic? Uh, let's move on to some more traditional tournaments, I guess. Uh, the finals of the Gfinity Elite Series took place on Saturday, and it was Team Nordavind who took it home, riding the strength of their two big stars, Phenom and Momi. Uh, they went a combined 21-2. and two this season so very uh strong anchors for that squad uh congratulations to them tough break for Fnatic, uh especially for zara and akainu who for the second season in a row end up one win short of being champion but they have confirmed that there will be a fourth season um dates to be announced later but so if you didn't get a chance to watch, you know, it was some pretty entertaining Street Fighter. Is there any, like, info on how well this is doing? I mean, I just wonder, like, it, I mean, it sounds really cool. Obviously, I know a lot of people haven't been watching it because of the whole Facebook exclusivity stuff like that. So, I mean, it's interesting to hear that they're getting a fourth season, and I think it's a good thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it was at about 1,000 viewers for the final. Um, Might have been a little higher at other points, you know, <clears throat> but... It's interesting. A lot of the fighting game community is not really focused on Facebook as a platform. You know, it's either Twitch or it's nothing. So um, I don't know if I don't know how involved Facebook is with the development of uh, of uh, Gfinity. We know that they've been uh, pushing more exclusive content on their platform, various shows. So. I don't know if this is part of that deal, part of that push, or if there's something else going on. But it'll be interesting to see if they maintain that exclusivity for uh, season four. John, what do you think about that? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> God, a bitch. John, 
don't make me come over there. He we could, I would like my roommates are out of town. We could hang out, sleep over, everything. We could make a pillow fort. What's next on the recap? Can we talk about girls? Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't want to talk about girls. I didn't think you did, but I mean, it's whatever. I, mean, I just want the option. So, uh, moving on to the uh, <clears throat> next uh, event being recapped. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at Red Bull Conquest. Uh, this series just kicked off this weekend with the event in Chicago. Uh, you had three tournaments there, uh, Street Fighter, Guilty Gear, and Tekken. Uh, the winner of each of those events will form a team for the national finals in November in Washington, D.C. And Chicago's going to be represented in Street Fighter by Cool Kid, uh, in Tekken by Shadow, and in Guilty Gear by Mr. K, who made it very clear in his post-match interview that he was representing St. Louis, not Chicago. But he's Damn. on team. Take that, Mike. Damn. <laughs> I'm hurt. You ought to be. Should be. Yeah. Um, so the next event in that series will be on May 19th uh, in Seattle. Oh, neat. Next? Uh, next. Oh, go ahead. I was going to make a small You know, you wonder, and I'm not trying to put down Guilty Gear or anything. You wonder that the fact that it's not Dragon Ball Z, is that because it was too late to get in on the talks? Is it because Dragon Ball Z is snatched by someone else as far as exclusivity as part of a, a thing like something like this? It really does seem, I think, from an outside perspective, like the tour and like it would have been a little more interesting with that game in there as what is very blatantly the second most popular game currently as far as tournament entrants go. Um, but I feel like Red Bull of any kind of outside organization would be the ones to be able to pull that shit off, right? They yeah, want Dragon so I'm Ball, kind of, I'm kind of surprised that it's not in there. It's also possible that there might be issues with the license because yeah, with Street Fighter, you're just dealing with Capcom. With Tekken, you're Got pretty it. much just dealing with uh, Bamco. But when you throw Toei in there as well as Arxis and Bamco, things might be a little more complicated to pull off. I don't know. All right, what we got next, Doug? Uh, let's go to New York for Super TSB. Uh, this was a... Uh, had a few games going, but the big one there was the Dragon Ball Fighters tournament. Uh, it served as the final qualifier or uh, opt-in event for Summit of Power. So those who made top 16 were able to get their name into the hat, and we'll talk about that a little later. But big thing is to kill Sage, taking it over Sonic Fox in the grand final. You know, that. His is first ever tournament loss to a non-Goichi player. I was going to yeah. ask if that was his first yep. ever tournament loss to a non-Goichi player. Yeah. <laughs> How many Goichi so, players out there are there? Um, Just the there's one. at least Ichi. five. You know, there's only Ichi. My, my, yeah, I, I mean, I I got a pocket Goichi. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these names on this list, though. This is a legit tournament. Go back to oh, it, yeah. please. Nakiel, Super Noon. I'm going to turn it back to Steve because that's his job. I'm sorry, Steve. Go ahead. No, go for it. Go, go for it. <laughs> I'm just excited because, like, the Dragon Ball Fighters is, like, you know, emerging. It's, it's, it's hit its stride now. And we're starting to see, like, the best players, the expected winners, not from all over the entire world, but even just from America. It's no longer just Sonic, Fox, and Goichi. They're on their own levels and Goichi farther. But these guys, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, I, just, I was wrong. Sonic Fox did lose one set to Chris G. He then beat him oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, grand yeah. finals, but he did lose yeah. a winner's final set to Chris G. So. Absolutely. 
But yeah, these these names, Nakiel, <laughs> Supernoon, Hook Gang God, The Kill Sage, uh, and the fact that Fox is not getting first, like, even a, I'm not a player of this game, but I, I'm I'm hyped just looking at these results. I'm like, that's exciting. Who knows what's going to happen next? I'm looking forward to the next one. And currently, The Kill Sage is, is dominating the nominations phase. Mm. of the of the summit vote in so it seems pretty likely that he'll make it he'll make it in there with this win yeah so um who are you voting for mike i think i'm not gonna vote you son of a bitch you what's wrong with america all right (laughs) the other thing to point out uh if you look at the names in red those are the ones who became eligible to opt in for nominations uh, with their performance. So the big name, Lord Knight, a guy who a lot of people wanted to support, a lot of people thought wouldn't get in. He got in. Uh, so if you want to see the man, do it at uh, Summit of Power. You have your chance now. All right. Moving on. Let's go to the wonderful world of online. Uh, CPT kicked off the North American leg of the online events with their first West Coast uh, tournament, and that was won by the man formerly known as Flash Metroid. Uh, Flash taking it over Toy in the grand final to pick up his first ever CPT win. He came close last year um, in one of the Latin American events. I believe it was True Challengers. Where he made it to grand finals but fell short. But hey, hey, Steve, what character did Flash use to win the Capcom Pro Tour online tournament? I don't know. Which character did Flash use to win the online Capcom Pro Tour? I tournament? think it was Abigail. He that used character Colleen. that got nerfed. Oh, did he really? Yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I think he used a couple characters, but I mean, he beat Toy with Colleen in grand finals. Yeah. Because sure. I, I didn't watch it. But uh, <laughs> we have a back and forth here. no, we have a back and forth here where uh, one of like Dream King plays loves Abigail and and my other boss Catalyst hates him and they were just giving each other so much shit back and forth because an like, Abigail player won a CPT nah, tournament but he Colleen. didn't even win. That's hilarious. Oh, never mind. That's cool that he would play Colleen though. She's on she's on the up and up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> John. All right. Remember, we're, we're still giving away a season pass if a uh, if an Abigail makes top eight at a premiere. Does the online count? The online tournaments count? No, it has no, to be premiere. It's got to be a premiere. Okay, right. Um, okay, what else uh, can you glean from this? Shout out to Toy, by the way. And to Tommy, who's from Austin. Oh, right on. And then we've got Alex Myers, Commander Jess. Now, notably, Alex did. Myers did disconnect in winners. So he only lost once in losers' finals. Damn. So, uh,. An online tournament through and through. How is JB on Challengers and on uh, what? CPT Online? Challengers was filmed earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a joke. All now, right. this, I don't know if we were planning on talking about this later, but this did tie. A lot of people were talking about ranking events and how many points they should offer. I saw some Twitter polls from top players about how many points they should be, stuff like that. So uh, Specifically for online ones? Yeah, I, I think especially with Alex's <laughs> disconnect... And, you know, like, with with the West Coast tournament, how far apart you could be while playing and how laggy apparently some of these matches were, there was a lot of people talking about whether or not these should be worth as much of a ranking event. My view on it is that they're both worth so little, how do you even care? But... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, John doesn't care. I'd I'd make ranking events worth more before I made these worth less. I just think that, you know... The reason people want to see uh, ranking or online events 
go down in points is because of the perceived difference in quality uh, between uh, what play you can do. Um, if you look at a game like KI that had an online component to its pro tour, um, and that online was incredibly good, you look at the online tournaments and it was almost like premier level events every week. You had all of the killers coming out, uh, grinding, playing well, and having high quality matches, both in terms of the gameplay and the connectivity. So I do think there's a lot of merit in having online events uh, be valuable. It's just that the quality of online connectivity in this game isn't quite at that level. So how do you deal with that? Do you penalize the people who can only go to online events just because, well, it's not, you know, it, it's not offline. If you can't make it off to offline, screw you. You know, how do you deal with that? I don't know. With, with the amount of the Bluetooth device connection controller, like match interruptions that I've seen in like the last two years since we've been playing on PS4, I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Honestly, online. the PS4 has been so problematic as far as offline events we've seen a lot of problems there too um i honestly wish there were more of these that were less broad in scope of how how far apart the players were maybe like a south event and a west event just like the the reason you get this lag is a lot because i mean i i don't remember the exact range but i mean people in, in Latin America are playing versus people in Washington, you know, and it just like the connections aren't good and it doesn't matter how good both of their internet is. It's just that the game's netcode and the connections, you know, physically aren't good enough to handle it. And so I don't know. It seemed like a pretty legit event though. And I hope that they keep doing them even if there are problems because a lot of people can't go to offline events that easily. What's next on your recap, Steve? Uh, let's go to the offline CPT event this weekend. Uh, game over in uh, Dominican Republic. Mm. And that was won by the win that is John's favorite player. He's got his poster <laughs> on the wall. Cy Games Beast Chris Tatarian taking it <laughs> over Kaba in the grand finals. So even with Kaba having a home field advantage, Chris T was able to take it. Uh, you see Berlino third. Ochi again, top four. Uh, Justin and K. Brad, one point each for top eight. Boop, 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 boop. Womp, womp. Now, are they going to emergency patch Ken the nerfs he deserves uh, now that this <laughs> happened? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they're out by by at least Texas Showdown this weekend, or it would be ridiculous. Like Ken might make it out of pools. May I may I offer a retort to uh, <laughs> Steve's very cold and uh, unflattering words from earlier? Uh, retort Chris away. And I, <laughs> Chris and I, we definitely go around, but we're also uh, friends. And I am happy for Chris. One, that uh, it's hilarious that he went and won a major with Ken because now he has to kind of eat his words, which is great. But, like, people were starting to call him, you know, like the water boy, Daigo's water boy, right? Bringing the, uh, the Red Bull to him at uh, NCR and such. And, and it's perfect because he's this young dude. The fanboy is, is, is a hilarious kind of thing for him. Um, but like he was kind of in danger of like slipping into that. And then for him to win, to go to the Capcom Cup reigning champions home turf with all the killers and the uh, in Mena's words, the guile that's better than Daigo, the best guile in the world. And for him to beat all those guys, that's a really good look. You know, not only gets Capcom Pro Tour uh, uh, points and such, but for his sponsors. So 
hats off to Chris. He did an awesome job with like the worst character in the whole game this weekend. And and I got to give credit where credit's due. It was impressive to me, though. He went down 0-2 in the first set of grand finals, and that is definitely a bad matchup. And he brought it back, and he was pretty stoic the whole time, honestly. It didn't look like he was letting anything get to him, and he, and he ran it back. And he used V-Trigger 2 Ken, something that no one thought was was going to win any tournaments this year. So so good on Chris. His play was really I didn't, good. I didn't see him actually use V-Trigger 2 at all, and I watched most of the grand finals. I will be um, honest. I was, I was back and forth. Angry, my but. analysis on it is that V-Trigger 2 did not really help him win. I think V-Trigger 1 probably would have been just as good or better. But, I mean... Uh, I, I think we actually showed this up on a show a while ago. V-Trigger 2 does let Ken read some of the fireballs and go through them, which is something that V-Trigger 1 can't do. So I think that's why he okay. picked it. Okay. So yeah, because that was my next question, but thanks for answering it. You're good at your job. <laughs> I'm trying to get a screen capture of the screen. Steve, did you get us a, uh, an overall rankings, or do you want me to pull that up? Uh, let's uh, take a look at where the global standings will stand as of now. Uh, you see Tokido still on that number one spot, but Chris T now moving into that tie for 10th. Uh, I, I do want to make a correction from last week. Um, my document, for some reason, deleted the results from Brussels Challenge. Oh, no. So uh, that's why Luffy uh, was not on there. So apologies for that. That is correct. And now Luffy taking his rightful spot among the top 20 in the Pro Tour standings. Please forgive me. Steve, I want to point out right now, since we're on the screen, uh, this this whole thing, your, your, your images are beautiful. It's like there's a lot of information on that, and I can read all of it and, and pretty quickly too. So you're a badass. Thanks, Steve. Thank it's just you. kind of crazy looking at that because, I mean, you have two people who are basically already qualified points-wise, Tokido and Infiltration. If we're going by last year, and then you have Mena is automatically qualified, but you know Knuckle Dude Daigo through through Fujimura are only about halfway there, and then most of the rest of the people have only barely made a dent. So I mean, there's a ton left to go, and obviously there's a lot of tournaments left to go too. But yeah, I mean, no one's no one's really qualified except for you know Tokido and Infill and Mena. Yeah, it's going to come down to how much uh, gatekeeping that those guys do. You know, if Tokido and Infiltration go to all the premieres and, you know, they make grand finals at 80% of them, that's going to kill a lot of points, essentially. And that's going to drive the cutoff mark down. You know, if they decide to take some time off or maybe use some characters that they aren't uh, as familiar with to try and gain some knowledge, that opens the door for some more players and that raises the cutoff lineup. So that'll be an interesting story to follow the rest of the season. All right, where are you taking us next, Steve? Uh, let's go to Seoul, South Korea for Korea Masters. This was the uh, master event on the Tekken World Tour this weekend. And it's a familiar name up top, but one we haven't seen in a while, JDCR. You know, he's gotten close all this, you know, at pretty much every event he had entered, but he got second, third, and fourth. Had not won until uh, this past weekend, which is a little change of pace. He won eight events last year. He was basically walking away with everything. So, uh, so we once again have a different of winner at each event so far, which has been a really uh, interesting trend. And you take a look at some of these other names uh, in top 16. This was 
this was killers all over the place. You had Kodans outside of top eight. Uh, you had crazy Dongpal uh, making top 16. Uh, you had a couple of strong U.S. players, speed kicks, peeling, way gamble. Uh, none of them made it out of their pools. You had Help Me, a guy who's made the global finals before. He didn't make it out of pools. Uh, Kakoma, who would basically finish, or excuse me, uh, John Ding, uh, who had done well at every tournament he had entered. He didn't make it out of pools. The the amount of talent there in Korea is just ridiculous. So, And we had a, we had a panda in top eight. <laughs> and, he, and he eliminated Saint. Wow. Don't see that all the time. I mean, people people need to remember that in Korea, you know, Tekken is way more popular than Street Fighter and has been for mm. a very long time. So no surprise there. All right. You want to check out the uh, standings? Yeah. Let's take a look at how those global standings look. JDCR, that is actually 635, not 1635. <laughs> uh, that is a typo. <laughs> Apologies for that. Uh, but he is now in the lead. Uh, you see Asia dominating the standings. We've had more Asian events than anywhere else right now. Uh, but you've got Texas Showdown coming up. So a chance for some American players to move their way into the top rankings or, you know, in the case of Anakin or Joey Fury, uh, get even higher on the board. I, res- I, I take back my compliment on your <laughs> images, by the way. That, that's that's the correct call. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the is the expectation that they'll put Soul Calibur into the Tekken World Tour and make it like a Bamco World Tour? It would be, you know. What does was, that look mean, John? It was it something means that was a silly thing that they should never do. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. They're gonna do that with Dragon Ball because they're Bandai too. That would be the one that makes more sense to me. You know, if they were gonna do it, they would have added it. Right away. I'm real disappointed in you right now, It's just like, you're just, you're like, hey, I'm trying to host a show. Hey, here's a, maybe an idea to talk about. Just shoot that down. <laughs> so. Go on. Go on. I'm sorry. So anyway, Falk really sucks. Um, yeah, she does. Almost She's universally. Bad. You know, like I was watching Shen's stream. She's trash. And he was like really trying to make her work. Uh, he was not happy. Um, he didn't think that he could make that work. I see Vesper Arcade's title of his YouTube video, the worst designed Street Fighter V character to date. Um, looks like all her buttons suck. Oh, she has no pressure. Her well, like within sucks. like hours of each other, Infiltration and Xi'an both had like clipped videos of their stream just talking about how bad they thought she was. Yeah. And not just like, oh, I think she's not like, she's hard or she's not that good right now. Like no potential garbage, like badly designed. Infiltration saved his worst tweets for Korean, which my friend translated for me, where he was just like, I can't believe I waited for this character. Who designed them? Like, fire them. You know, like, wow. people were really upset with how they're, they're, I mean, and obviously it's a little early to be like, I'm sure of how bad Falk is, but I mean, it seems like she is not good. I mean, uh, I, I agree, like, things aren't looking good for her, right? But there's also I'm well, the thing I'm wary of is that like as soon as a video or an article or an anything goes up on the internet right that people can comment on or have opinions on the very first comment so very often will set the tone for yeah, everyone for else sure. and unless another comment comes up very quickly that has like more charisma and is to like the 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 alternate then that's going to be the snowball effect and it's like Falk was no everyone was like that's cool she looks fine and then she then the trailer dropped 
and she had a kind of a wonky looking critical art and people started focusing on that and and it's like there's no question that some of these things are weird her her stutter step looks odd um her her hitboxes are, are weird a little bit but it's like I, i'm just afraid that we had one negative comment and we just snowballed into this is the absolute worst you you, you you think that the reaction to the trailer has informed people's uh, educated opinions after streaming them and putting them in the lab and working really not hard. And, and, and these are top-level no. guys that are trying to break this character apart? I, 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 I'm not saying that they're wrong. And it might be that Falk is that bad. I'm just... It's so damn early that it's weird that people would have this intense of an opinion so quickly. And and they do it every time a new character comes out. And it's usually this character is trash. And it's usually because, well, they're not good with them yet. And everybody else is playing their character that they've been playing for forever. So, of course, it's going to feel like, like they're bad. And people don't want to admit, like, oh, it's my fault because I don't know yet. It's the character's fault. Is that Infiltration and Shen? No. Two big, big names right there giving you pretty strong opinions. I have to acknowledge that. But I'm also like, come on, like, like, let's give it a little while before we pass judgment. I, I agree with John, though, that I do think that the trailer and the animations did affect people's, like, how fast they're willing to jump off the train. Like, if she doesn't yeah. seem good on a gameplay level instantly, and everyone's kind of hating on her for how she looks, it's going to be real quick that people don't want to play her anymore. And especially when, like, Cody and Sagat, who are maybe, like, two of the top five fan-favorite Street Fighter characters of all time at this point, um, are coming up later... Yeah, I just don't think you're going to see her a lot this year. I think the people who, who claim they were excited for Infiltration saying that they're not anymore, it's kind of a death sentence for that character. And I think, you know, until... Until they patch it, right? And then she comes Until they patch it and she becomes top tier, exactly. I, I really, like... I guess I respect the idea that they're not trying to make these new characters broken, and they've very successfully done that. No one has come out <laughs> and then been broke. Like, even the best DLC characters were always good the next season, never when they came yeah. out. Yeah. And so, but this one feels like that it's a little un more this, underwhelming. This than feels normal. more underwhelming than usual. And at this point, I think people would like them to like just shake it up more than already. I mean, we're already getting to the point where tournament results are getting pretty standardized. Um, I, I think they could take a few more risks than they're taking with the DLC characters right now, who are just at this point when we're like 18 characters in or whatever, 15 characters in, and they've been this consistently not that great. Something's got to change, I think. Or people are going to stop know, buying them. You know, people are going to stop trying. That, that's the thing. You're supposed exactly. to make them overpowered right off the bat, so that people buy it. Right? This is literally yes. like what the fuck. I mean, I, 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 I come up with the exact. Like, if, if a new character comes out, they're probably going to be bad. That's like that's statistically okay to say at this point, and I, I think they should stop with that. It's a shame. Yeah, you gotta err on the other side. You gotta err so at least people are flocking to it. At least people have a falk and then can come back to it. But if they dust her right now, they leave her in, in the dust right now, it's like, there's no way you're gonna get able to bring people back to this character without a lot of work and a lot of time. So I don't see, like, if you're gonna screw up, screw up that way, not that way. And yeah, and people are mentioning Guile and Akuma in the chat, and they they were a lot better than you know Falk or a few other characters who came out, but they both got buffed pretty significantly before they were called as good as they are. So, mm -hmm. and I think people would like more characters to be good, as good as Guile and Akuma were on release. I think that would be cool. So, I mean, I hope there's more of that. Hey guys, um, they announced more games for Animevo. Wow, <laughs> I didn't think that was it, possible. It, <laughs> It, it's very possible. Uh, they added uh, Windjammers. They added, uh, what else was it? Uh, Dengeki Bunko. Uh, what else? Uh, Blitzkampf is now in there. So oh, shit, they got Blitzkampf? They got Blitzkampf. I forget. <laughs> uh, oh, 
yeah, of course Catherine's on there. Um, I don't see it. Are you messing with me? It's to the left of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Tournament Fire. Oh, yep, right there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I would not steer you wrong. I would not steer you wrong. So um, you also have heard uh, that some of these games are going to have their top fours streamed on official Evo channels. Oh, I know cool. Catherine's getting their top four. Um, I believe, uh, I think TMNT is as well. Uh, and, and Unist. I, I, I don't have the list in front of me, and I apologize for that. In in 20 seconds or left, can, less, can either Steve or Donka explain to me why Catherine is so revered in the fighting game community and is always entertained as like, well, maybe they'll have Catherine at the event. It's like, no. That's, There's silly a few fairly vocal names, like Dacid Bro being probably the main one who are very big proponents of the game and have created a scene that enjoys it. And, you know, people like Jabali with CEO Taku and now Evo with Animevo and a few other tournaments have been willing to let them carve out the space for Catherine. It's been going on for a few years now. So I, I don't think it really grows a ton, but I don't think it really shrinks a ton either. So I think people just let them have their, you know, their turn. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> their, their, their tournament and <laughs> let it go. And then people, people seem to enjoy it enough. Uh, yeah. All right, 20 seconds. Thank you. Why isn't Infinite on here? That's an anime game, right? What game? Uh, it's going to be its own side We're tournament. Not it's talk not going to be that game. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot about that lawyer uh, cease and desist that we got. What are the three hearts? <laughs> Is that just the logo? Is that a placeholder? Will there be something else in that's, there? That's the logo. It might be a placeholder. You know, um, this series basically. Uh, if you want to partner up with them and you want to run the game, uh, they will help carry you under their banner. So there could be more games coming down the line that fall under uh, the Anime Evo umbrella. Oh, neat. Can I say something really quick? Since In 20 seconds or less. Marvel. All right, 20 seconds left. I, uh, no spoilers, don't worry. I saw Infinity don't wait, War. Don't, do not talk about Infinity War at all, and though. Come I on. I ain't see you. So I just said no spoilers. This isn't counting against my 20 seconds. And I feel so sad because so many of those characters are in Infinite and they are deep and, and people that well, especially now love them. Like the general public loves them now. Characters like Thanos and Gamora and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch like Black Panther now, his status uh, in, in the public eye versus just like the comic book nerds before. I just feel like uh, Infinite was such an opportunity and it it's super sad. Not even play the game. Um, and that's all I wanted to say. I'm I thought really you were going to mention that Thanos was Spider-Man's dad and that was going to be crazy. <laughs> How long is the spoiler moratorium, by the way? I haven't seen the movie. I don't really care. But If anybody like, puts spoilers in this chat, I'm banning them for life. All of the X-Men die. All of them. <laughs> Who? I don't know if I can back. look at this. I feel like well, that's why they the weren't. That's why they weren't in MVCI. Is because they all died in Infinity War. Oh God! I just didn't see Black Panther's heel turn coming. It was weird to me. Dude, oh, I'm, uh, I'm straight up gonna ban some sons of bitches if they're spawning this movie in the uh, chat because I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> all right, we're moving the on. <laughs> the Infinity War is over. All right, let's let's talk I didn't about see something. The movie. I think I just had Let's a big spoiler. Let's talk about something else. God damn it. I don't think I can do the rest of the show. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> See ya. All right, we can do it, Adam. Get out of here. I just I'll need a break. You just <laughs> keep the show going. All right, show me the document. I'll tell you the next one. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, all right, we're going to talk about the, best of four. the Summit of Power and how the nominations are now open. So for people who aren't used to the Summit of Power, as it's used for Dota and for Smash, there's various phases after the invitees. So there was eight invitees who were already announced in that cool picture. And then people who did well in a certain amount of tournaments are able to opt in and thus allow themselves to be nominated, which is phase one. And then after, like, the top, I think, 20 or so people who are nominated are put into a voting phase, at which point you're voted and the top people actually make it to the summit. How many top people? Do you know off the top of your head? I think it's 16 it total. Be, or, yeah, or 20 total. 20 total people in the summit of power? Okay, and there's three. Or, excuse me. No, 16, 16. 16, and there was so, eight so who eight were invited, three qualified via tournaments, and so I believe five people will be voted in. And so currently okay. it's a nomination phase. Um, the people have already you know, opted in and are now being nominated. Uh, I think to Kill Sage and Yahosi and uh, Kane Blue River are actually at the top right now as far as yeah, people. We've, we've got a graphic. Oh, we've got uh, a graphic? Can, if oh, you, you want can pull that, that up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Adios. Bye. <laughs> what the hell? I'm back, guys. Oh, Wait, I thought you got mad and left because I wasn't looking at because of the spoilers in the chat. Hey, I don't know what graphic you're talking about, brother, because I don't see it. Is it it be should be here? the very last oh, one. Oh, got it. Here you go. <laughs> I'm back. Yay. So these are the people who opted in and can be nominated. So you've got a bunch of killers here. Yohosie, obviously. Um, you've got Kizzy K. You've got Abigail, Moke. Punk. Punk is in there as well. Um, Grover, who uh, did really well at Evo. KBR. Um, just a bunch of white black uh, out of EU. So just a bunch of talented people that you have to choose from. Um, and not me unfortunately how how is moke I, I get that moke maybe wasn't one of the top eight but it's weird for me seeing his name considering he'd be the one up there like at uh, majors like ncr like competing with uh, goichi and and you know being in those kind of top eights uh it just i guess that just shows you how competitive the scene is right now yeah no i mean there was a few i mean and there's people who are upset because right now he's not actually near the top of the the nomination so he might not make it it's huh. one of those things where at this point it's a popularity contest through and through and i mean Getting and not not say most of these people are quite qualified, but reaching top thirty-two of a few of these tournaments isn't you know necessarily nearly as hard as getting third or so like Moke was. Uh, but despite that, he's not nearly guaranteed to make it there at this point. If you're on this list, it's purely how many votes you can get, and has nothing to do with the game from the from the rest of the time on, which has well. It's been a big a deal in Smash. Be good. Like the kill says just one, right? Oh so yeah, like, and I, I mean obviously if you do better, people tend to vote for you, right? But um, you know, Smash has had a lot of drama over the fact that getting voted in once you make it to this stage has often come down to, you know, what you're willing to eat on stream or who you're willing to mm -hmm. get to pay for your votes or whatever. And so who knows? It seems a little less crazy than the Smash stuff has gone so far, but we're also not that far into the process, and I hope we can avoid some of the drama that they've seen. You know what was also crazy was the Blade cameo in a uh, in Infinity War. I, I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, stop! <laughs> Would have been better if it was Wesley Snipes. I won't tell you who the actor is. It was, it was Al Pacino, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you gone. <laughs> Peace, cabron. All right, uh, Panda Global... <laughs> 
announces. It's funnier if you can't hear me. <laughs> Panda Global announces Panda Global Fighters League. Let's tell me about that. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it either. Oh, I have a tweet. Let me see here. There's the winner. Okay. So if you remember uh, the Burst League uh, from last year where events got to opt in and it was run by Panda Global and the top finishers uh, at each event got points, the top points earners got something special at the end. Uh, it's going to be something along those same lines for Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, the top three uh, finishers at the end of the season will get essentially sponsored by Panda Global for evil. So they'll fly them out. They'll play under the PG banner. Uh, so pretty cool to see. Uh, I believe Texas Showdown will be the first event under the um, under the Fighters League uh, banner. Excuse me. So, Duncan, I bet you have an opinion on this. Uh, I think it's cool. I thought the point layout was a bit a bit weird to me the most like the the, the highest point garnering tournaments are the sub only tournaments to his stream so it does feel like a lot of this is meant to direct traffic towards subbing to the stream but at the same time i mean it's their sponsorship to give out they can divvy it however they want and it's a cool opportunity and i think the prize is really nice especially for like it, it, there's so many online events right that you really could win this from home at which point a sponsorship to play under pg at evo is really cool so i mean I, I think it's a great thing. Right on. Um, there is one big topic. We have like 15 minutes before we bring on Jabali, and we have plenty of topics left. Uh, but there's one main one that we wanted to discuss, which was the point structure. But first, <clears throat> this character's in uh, Coming to Soul Calibur 6. Oh, my gosh. I forgive even the weird mask, which she's had before, I know. She's 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 big. She's bae. She's bae. Um, Donka was saying that only children think that this is bae, and that in fact she, Sophitia is the true, the one true waifu, and everybody else needs to grow up. Where's the law? Taki was the was the the moving agent force behind me <laughs> going from being a child to an adolescent. Because when I was playing Soul Calibur two. I was, I was like, I don't even play girl characters traditionally, but I really want to play this character, and I don't understand why. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, I realized it, and I was cool with playing her or Ivy. What, what do you think but you yeah, realized? What was it that came to you? Uh, uh, just yeah, just inner, inner reflections in my soul that I don't need to discuss right now. <laughs> They've done a really good job. Like I think a lot of people are realizing or, or already knew that Soul Calibur was a big you know, early fighting game, maybe before they were competitive in their childhood. And so yeah. I think they've really played on the nostalgia well. Because, like, this is definitely a game that people played, you know, without taking it that seriously back in the day. Or maybe they did. But people seem excited for this. And I think that, you know, a few years ago, maybe this wouldn't have come out with as much, you know, love as it's getting right now. And it certainly didn't with Soul Calibur 5 or 4. But they're, they're doing a good job here. Hold on. Did you see that last post? Uh, how can you? What's it? Sofrita or whatever? What's her name? <laughs> yeah, Sofritas. Yeah, that's her name. Sofritas, yeah. <laughs> One for Taki or two for Sofritas or whatever. It's it tacos is. and Sofritas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taki's actually. Or actually, Taki's, yeah. It could be Taki's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is for. Sorry, guys. This is. We're totally adults, but this one here is for John. Is this oh what you're talking gosh. about, John? They is this kept, how you became a man? It's a dagger. Da it's a really cool dagger shot, you're right. She's so good at unsheathing that dagger. And look at that. Did you see that last? Oh, my gosh. I might play Soul Calibur. <laughs> I bet you will. 
Um, all right. So let's talk about that was a nice diversion there. Um, palate cleanser, if you will. Before we talk I about the point structure of Capcom Pro Tour, um, you said, I'm going in. I'm, I'm going to go hard. I'm really upset. That's exactly how I said it. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and kick us off if you want to tee it up first. Sure. So, I mean, we heard, and I guess, Steve, said, you said that it was announced earlier that One Frame Link was doing the point distribution? Right. This was something that uh, they said when the structure was first announced. Okay, well, it came out again, and apparently a lot of people, myself included, did not know who had done the CPT point structure, and we'd been yelling about who had done the CPT point structure, and now we know who to yell at. Um, a lot of people brought it up this weekend, especially. I mean, for like the, a bunch of weekends in a row, the meme has always been who got one point this weekend. It was Justin Wong, it was mm -hmm. Hot Dog, it was John Takeuchi. It's been a bunch of people who have been the recipient of that meme. And in a response to this, One Frame Link said that they had created the one point so that people would feel included and happy that they got a point and, and satisfied with that in the Capcom Pro Tour. And basically that's gotten some heat and I would like to give it some more heat because I think that's fair, honestly fairly ridiculous. Duncan, can you bring and, the heat? And almost offensive to the players who are like actually traveling around the world and have been Capcom Pro Tour class before and are now getting one useless point. I think we do we do have the quote. Can we pull it up just so everyone sees this? Sure. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. This is it right here. Yeah, this was in response to Tampa Bison, uh, who was being critical of the idea of offering just one point, uh, saying it was essentially useless. And uh, one free link came out and said on Twitter, quote, the point of offering one point, no pun intended, is to give players who may not normally get on the CPT leaderboard an opportunity to do so. A lot of players see it as a point of pride slash accomplishment just to get on the board. Source, we created the CPT 2018 points just. I, I get this to an extent. Look, I, from beating Brian F. in the chat at Combo Breaker two years ago, got a point. And it, I get it. I did. I, I thought it was funny, right? But that was for getting like. <laughs> what, what did I get, like 25th or something like that? Like 25th at what was then a ranking event. Maybe it was 17th. I don't remember what it was. But, I mean, 7th at these ranking events? None of the people getting 7th at these ranking events have ever cared about that single point. Nah, bro, no. there's point. There's point of pride right there. These are right people there. who care way more, uh, you know, about actually making it to the Capcom, the Capcom Cup Finals. And uh, I think saying that shows a, a lack of understanding of the tour, really, which is sad because they're the ones making the point distribution for the tour. No one who got seventh at one of these events cares at all. In fact, they're probably well, pissed about it. Dude, uh, Justin Wong has that one point of pride. He's up on the board. I'm sure it means a lot for him. I, I, I will say this. Um, they have gone on record in saying that uh, – they, they, what they were defending was the existence of a tier uh, having one point, not necessarily the exist that making top eight at a ranking event would have one point. Um, what bothered me is like the people who would benefit from you know having this pride slash accomplishment, not to make any jokes about the whole um, Star Wars Battlefront thing, uh, is are people who don't necessarily make top eights all the time. It, it, it feels very weird to hear this reasoning, even though, you know, it's not intended necessarily for 
uh, this particular argument. But when this reasoning is put forward, considering that last year there were more people who got the, those points and that they were going farther down uh, to the people who won't necessarily compete for these points. You know I mean, Justin Wong doesn't need a sense of pride or accomplishment for earning a point. K-Brad doesn't need a sense of pride or accomplishment. They're essentially getting nothing for making top eight at t tournaments that are, at, frankly, more difficult than they were at this point last year. Yeah, no, certainly. And I think they, they almost purely went backwards at this point um, with this point distribution. And I'm surprised. I, you know, I'm just really interested to see what Michael Martin's video on Wednesday is going to say. Because I honestly can't think of almost anything other than these goofballs here joking about timing each other out on our Twitch chat. Um, I, 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 I'm interested to see what their defense of this is because it has been something that I've seen almost completely unanimously, you know, hated on at this point. Is he doing one? Is he confirmed that he's coming back with a Wake Up Wednesday or whatever he calls him uh, yes. tomorrow? Yes. Yes. He, he, he will be putting out a video tomorrow um, and see the point distribution is going to be a topic of discussion in that video. It just seems so far backwards that it's like really hurting the tour at this point. And I think it's going to change the way people travel to events for the rest of the season. Um, I, 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 you know, if we could just take a step back on this whole thing, anytime somebody tries to tell me or the community at large, how to feel about something, how to think about something, uh, you know, it's, it's really what it is, is this, or it's just a function of this, or, um, this that, and the other, that shit's never going to go well. Um, this is a point of, no, trust me, guys, it's a point of pride. Uh, you get up on the big board and all that. Man, get There's going to be a point in the season where the ranking events aren't worth enough to push people into tournaments, and they're going to stop going. And I think, I, I think you're going to see a ranking event attendance go down, whereas in past years, I think maybe it would have gone up. So as people try to get into the tour. But, I mean, if you're only at 200 or 300 and there's a ranking event left, you're not going to make it there. It's not, winning, it's not going to do, do anything for you. So... We'll see. That's the point structure thing, and I don't want to leave anything on the table, so does anybody else have an opinion on that? I can't wait for tomorrow. What are you anticipating? Uh, I, I just want to see what, uh, what the official... Uh, <laughs> Where's John? Hey, John? Hi, John. Hi, John. Um, <laughs> God damn it. All right, let's get the show back on the back on track here. Sorry, I banned you, John, <laughs> from the chat. Uh, so CPT point structure, we'll know for sure. Hopefully they'll address it in some kind of way that's, um, you know, satisfying to everybody who's interested in this. Um, you'll have a full report for us that's on, actually, on Twitter. Anybody? I, John? I'll, on uh, Event Hubs? Maybe you'll write something. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Sky. <laughs> you're, you're such a John. All right, um, so uh, we're really excited about our guest uh, tonight. His name is Alex Jabaley. Heard of him? And uh, as a result, we had as our question of the day, who in the FGC would you want to see in a wrestling ring? And there's some obvious ones, of course. Um, if you recall, this uh, from, I, I want to say this was Kumite in Tennessee. Can you uh, yes. confirm that for me? It was Kumite. We really have Katana Prime down. stepping into a shot. I feel like if you're wearing a luchador mask, you're asking for, you're asking for some, some yeah. foot to the face. Especially if you push an icon like like KP, you're just asking for this. 
<laughs> I should pause it right there just because that face is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> okay, that's one. Uh, I think that uh, punches this ticket to, uh, you know, deserving to be in a wrestling match. But then, of course, the granddaddy of them all, featured on ESPN, among other places, was K. Brad's Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance. And, and you know, here's the thing with the CEO entrances. Every, like, 80% of everyone who comes in, they try to emulate their favorite wrestler. And they do an okay job. Horrible but here, job. here <laughs> Yeah. Somewhere between horrible and okay. Uh, but look, I mean... The the can tosses are absolutely on point. That that those two whoever threw those are the MVP uh, of this entire thing because without them this whole thing goes to waste. Just just like those drinks. And then okay, you know it's over. It's fun. You know we've had fun. Dayash is going to congratulate him on a job well done. You know hey you did a great job. Nope. Stunner. The stunner part was the only part I liked. The rest of it was kind of like whatever. Oh, that's because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that could be part of it. You're right. That's why you're staying on for the interview. Anyway, uh, as far as the question of the day goes, <clears throat> in honor of the CEO Cross New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, event going down, which FGC member would you like most wanted? Blah, blah, blah. Wrestling rank. First guy, White Tigress 76 says... Katana Prime and Shinkinsaken. They killed it at the Kumite with the sweet chin music to spicy gods get hands down. Zalbag Bulb. This guy's in our chat often. Uh, Alex Vivers, Mike Watson. Damn, that'd be a good one. That would, uh, I, I, I think we might have to uh, set some ground rules for that one first because that could go wrong pretty quick. What is it? No knives in the parking lot? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, who do you got in that one? Oh man, that's a tough. I got. I feel like Watson has been keeping up with with his scrappiness more often lately. So I'm gonna have to go with Watson. Vi is two esports now. I think Vi might be two esports for uh, <laughs> for a match, for an actual street fight. Or actually, we're saying a wrestling match. Uh, John, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, that's a good point. Um, here we have the icy Glacion. I want to be in the ring. Someone fight me. All right. Um, <laughs> Big Boss Dayasha says, Big Boss Dayasha versus K-Brad. Hands down. Peep the clip. We already played it. Um, Bartholomew says, I vote for K-Brad receiving a Stone Cold Center from Steve Austin. Brother. All right. That brings us to the end of question of the day. Why, why, why did you go into Hulk Hogan mode? <laughs> you know what, man? When I'm talking like a wrestler, got to throw in some brothers. Well, I actually wrestled in high school, the kind where you actually wrestle each other. So maybe someone should wrestle me in like one of those lame wrestling matches where you have the headgear. I'll take any and all challengers. Oh, really? An actual Greco-Roman freestyle in a, wrestle in a match? I will freestyle wrestling match. Right. I did not do Greco-Roman. What's the difference? It's more grabs with Greco-Roman, more upper body throw stuff kind of. Not boring. You'd rather do footsies than grapple? Well, there's grappling both ways. I mean, it's all about grappling. You know what, dude? Don't confuse me with the facts. Fuck you, John. What do you know? <laughs> Unmute yourself, John. I want to hear from you. <laughs> now, do you remember that brief period of time when someone tried to do uh, real professional wrestling where it was like... Uh, Greco-Roman or freestyle wrestling, but yes, they had the yeah, that was entrances. that was a thing. That was a 
terrible thing. <laughs> Yo, I, <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, uh, Sajam, when he was on the show, told us that he was real into actual wrestling. Maybe that was before the show started and we were just chatting him up. That uh, He's super into it. He used to follow it. He used to watch it. Um, you think you could take Sajam in an actual wrestling match? It's one of those things that's really unfair because the weight classes are different, right? So, I mean, it's like... You're saying he's smaller than you? He is smaller than me. Did well, you just you not say... But if he you wants just to take said the challenge, that you would I'll take, take it. on all challengers. But not say you're trying to make exclu- excuses. But first challenger you hear I'm from, making come excuses on. for him. Uh, sure, sure. That's what they all say. The weight class option select says right here. Uh, that brings us to the panel, guys. Do you have anything else to say? Because we're about to bring on Alex Bailey. Our boy Steve will stay on. Uh, John, what do you have to say, pal? <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. Good talk. Okay. Okay. What? God damn it. Um. Anyway, John, if you weren't putting spoilers in the chat, I wouldn't have banned you. All right. So you learned your lesson. Uh. <laughs> What's crazy much is actually parallels the ending of Infinity War. Yeah. John dies at John the end. John dies at the end. Um. John writes for Event Hubs. <clears throat> he's a swell guy. Um. He's unbanned in the chat. I don't know what he's crying about. You don't have to mute his damn mic. Uh, you can read his uh, articles. I'm sure he'll have a full write-up on Michael Martin's uh, thing tomorrow. Why not? <clears throat> Got any more uh, Rihanna? Or not Rihanna. Uh, Nicki Minaj articles coming out? Two or three? Okay. Um, anyway, thanks, John, for joining us tonight. <laughs> this is uh, Michael Donka Schiller. He usually sticks around, but uh, he says, Y'all got this. Oh, are you sticking around? No, I'm saying y'all got this. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Michael Donka Schiller. Are you going to be at Texas Showdown? I will be at Texas Showdown. And then a couple of weeks later, will you be at uh, Awesome DreamHack? I will be at DreamHack, and then I will be at Combo Breaker. So I'm going to actually be, for the first time, coming out of my cave and going to several tournaments in a row. Nothing but Dragon summer. Ball? Nothing but, uh, I think, Dragon Ball, and then I, I might enter King of Fighters. King of Fighters? Uh, what about Street Fighter Five? I'm not gonna enter. I'm not gonna enter Street Fighter Five. I feel like I'm just wasting my time. I feel like you're wasting my time right now, dog. Probably, yeah. All right. Well, that I'll was see you at Combo jo- Breaker. See you there. Oh, who is that? Who is John, that? Who unbanned this guy? <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you, John. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Steve, thank you for hanging out and uh, helping me interview Alex Bailey. Peace, guys. All you guys right. Have fun. Yeah. Thanks, John. So. Let me miss you. Bye. Steve, when we bring uh, Jabali on, we will be discussing, among other things, uh, the new Japan pro wrestling uh, announcements. This dude's like going nuts. That's fine. Uh, Steve is no longer with us at the moment, uh, so I'm talking to myself and to you, chat. We have Jabali on. This guy, his ego knows no bounds. When we tweeted out, when I asked him to be on the show, he said, oh, man. I was going to watch Avengers Infinity War again. Then we tweeted out, put a picture that came from footage that I shot of his debated face. And he's like, but goddamn, why do you got to use that picture? He wanted the official Tempest Rob picture. Sorry, I don't have it. Um, but only from this man will I accept such lip. Um, just kidding. Uh, I've had several occasions, several opportunities to hang out with this guy. Uh, I don't know why he kind of gets a bad rap sometimes. People hate on him. He's one of the nicest dudes. Um, I'm sure he's got a little bit of an ego issue, but I feel like he's earned it. Um, 
And we're excited to have him on the show. Uh, we tested the call earlier. He's coming in loud and clear. And we'll have Steve. There's Steve. Hey, Steve. Welcome back. Yo, thank you. And I you so much. the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Jabaley of Jabaley. Can we get Steve fame. off the show? He says he doesn't care about Infinity War. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I don't I care. to answer any questions from this a-hole. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. How about I just relay the questions from this a-hole to that a-hole, and then that a-hole can ask you the questions. Yeah, I, I don't see any a-holes here. Anyways, no. Hey guys, what's up? Here we're uh, we're framing up the shots, uh, so we'll have you up here on the screen in a second. But Alex, thank you so much for joining us. For some reason, your camera keeps uh, getting unclicked. Um, <laughs> we're trying to figure it out. Oops, why is that happening? I see it here. I see the malfunction. It's happening in real time. Um, why don't we just? Okay, I think we have you. I think we have you. Nope, it went away. What is going on? I'm not sure why Jeez, that's happening. Why don't man. we go? Why don't we go full screen with uh, with just Alex, Elon? Can you do that? In the meantime, we can hear you. You're coming in loud and clear, uh, although we Great. can't see you. Um, hey, Alex, how you doing, man? Tired. I'm good though. Everything's good. So much to so much going on, man. Not just CEO, but just in general in the fighting game community behind the scenes, and everyone's busy putting on millions of events and. Uh, just trying to keep up and uh, have everyone keep up with me as well. So it's been a challenge this year, but everything's going pretty good. And, and you always have a ton going on, and it's like, damn, dude, this guy's got a lot on his plate. And then the next year, now 2018, you have more shit on your plate. <laughs> um, are you addicted to the uh, to the stress of putting on a bunch of stuff and juggling a bunch of balls? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, dude, you only live once, man. I want to leave an impact when my days are over of TOing and just bring the best experience as possible because I still have a great time doing it, you know, and I've been trying to play a little bit of Street Fighter. I went to the Red Bull Conquest in uh, uh, Chicago and played Cam. He went two and two. I was like, man, I kind of miss pushing buttons. And then it was Street Fighter Five. I was like, man, I really miss armored moves with Balrog. So, uh, <laughs> so I tried adding that back into my plate to compete again. I've actually been having fun playing online and stuff, but uh, just so much going on. But I still I live for it, man. I'm doing great. DreamHack's been treating me awesome, and uh, planning all their events across the world is uh, it's been easier than last year. Now that I know who to talk to from each region and all that stuff, and uh, I just I really enjoy it. But they've been super supportive of CEO and knowing that sometimes I'm busy to do that, and they know I'm gonna. Like I had a chat with one of them. I'm like, dude, do you guys ever feel like I talk too much about SEAL? Like, we wouldn't have hired you if you couldn't multitask the way you do. So right. uh, that that was a boost of my you know personal confidence as an organizer and event planner. So uh, it's just kept me motivated and still enjoying it. And now this whole wrestling thing's been taking both sides from st by storm and getting a lot of new fans into the FGC that have never heard of us. That are now like, I love fighting games, but I never knew this existed as much as the you know wrestling community. So uh, everything's going according to plan, my friend. I couldn't be happier. Now, that's one of the things that's most exciting to me, and I want to get into it here in a little bit, uh, you know, the the crossover potential, right? And the fans on both sides, plenty of good fans on both sides, and uh, bring them together. And how you synthesize that, how do you get the most out of it so that you get the crossover from both sides, and then they all of a sudden, you know, potentially you gain new fans for both, right? Um, but first, and we'll save that question for a second here while Alon tries to figure it out. I I'm literally looking at the Skype, screen and for some reason it won't stay on your shot but we can still hear you like i said uh, i mean so, you could get with the times and use google hangouts like the rest of the world <laughs> but hey it's up to you hey man um we're old school here maybe next yeah. time we'll use discord but i did have one question for you before we get into all that have you had to call any moms and tell them that their uh children are misbehaving at a smash event uh no not yet uh, i kind of tuned that stuff out after just hearing 
massive complaints, man. I mean, it's not just the Smash community. It's a lot of different communities, but uh, social media, man, it's changed everything. Everybody is a lot more sensitive. Everybody uses their reach easier. Uh, you know, back in the day, if I had a problem, I'd go probably run to my mommy or daddy and cry to them about stuff or talk to, like, two best friends, not go vent it out to the whole world and then just, you know, the whole mob mentality and all that. So times have definitely changed. you got to adapt with it. Uh, you know, and just a, it's a shame, man. People, because end of the day, everybody online is going to be the way they are. But then once they're in person, they're everyone's as nice as can be to each other and treating everyone with respect. So it's just a weird situation year round. You know, uh, eleven and a half months of the year, everyone's mean to each other. Then once they're in person, like, man, I missed you. It's so great to see you. So it's just a crazy world we live in. I mean, if shoot, if North and South Korea can get along, now I think Smash <laughs> players can get along with each other. Um, that's two wonderful quotes. From uh, Alex so far, first of all, you only live once. I hadn't heard that one before. There, YOLO. There's and hope the, for all of us. If, if North and South yeah. Korea can get along. Also, Elon, what the hell is going on with this picture you have up of uh, Jabali? Dude, I am using a brand new C920 Logitech. What is going on over there? Our Skype, I've never seen it happen, Alex. Uh, so he's like having to punch in on this little uh, image of you at the top of the screen. I, we're, we're, I'm embarrassed. It's like you guys use the time stone and you're getting footage of me from the 90s. What are you doing now, Alon? This is even worse. Hi. <laughs> God damn it. This is embarrassing. We did test the call and it looked great. Um, damn. All right. Um, you know what, Steve? Why don't you take it from here? Uh, you have some questions about uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling that you wanted to throw at our uh, esteemed guest. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, you kind of touched on it earlier with all you're doing. You're running CEO. Uh, you're involved in. Uh, you're going to the Red Bull events, among others. You're also involved in running the FGC tournaments in uh, for DreamHack. How much of that stuff takes away, or does it take away, I should say, from preparing for CEO? Uh, it's an excellent question. I ask myself that every day and I'm like, that's the stress point, right? It's like, I'm doing everything, all this stuff. And then when CO happens, will it falter for it? Um, more than ever this year, I've learned to delegate actually, especially from working with DreamHack and, you know, having these weekly meeting calls with eight to nine people of everyone doing their part, uh, part of the bigger puzzle and how well it's organized that it's actually helped me delegate more with CEO. Uh, and because I tell my staff, like, guys, this wrestling event Friday, you might not see me because I have to, you know, make sure all the Japanese wrestlers are handled, make sure the show's going great with the AV production, all that, which I've been still working on. Uh, and it's just like, guys, this is the year where I'm not going to be there. If you need me, I'll run over. But, you know, I, I trust you guys. And my local guys, Luke and Ryan and, and Andres and a lot of other guys have been really stepping it up, man. We have locals now with like six guys working together on the stream, just helping each other out. So more than ever, I feel more confident in my entire staff to where I don't have to be hands on with every single thing like in previous years. Um, but hopefully it doesn't affect it too much. My only worry is and the main reason I've been losing weight and working out consistently is because I'm going to be traveling nonstop. Uh, you know, it's different when you, it's easy when you do from like state to state and that's just the life we live. But when I have to go from, you know, combo breaker, Chicago, and then two days later, go over to DreamHack Austin. Then as soon as I'm done with that, go over to Sweden. As soon as I'm done, that, come back, have like seven days right before CEO to get all the packages <laughs> shipped to my house. And uh, as soon as that's done, I'm helping out with poking tournament again uh, this year in Columbus, Ohio. So as that's done, go back over to Spain. So, uh, and it, you know, it's not me going to these events to join them. It's me literally planning out every single one, making sure staff is hired, booking flights, all that stuff. Um, so it's a lot of responsibility. Uh, end of the day, we're going to see how I, it ends up, to be honest with you. I really don't know what to expect uh, personally-wise, but I think everyone involved is going to be stepping it up more than ever, and we'll be all right. 
Now, you talk about the team you work with, and one person I know um, specifically that you work with a lot is the Hotto, Rick, um, who runs Combo Breaker. It seems like you guys have a lot of crossover. uh, You have a lot of the same uh, viewpoints when it comes to running events. Uh, How important has that partnership been to um, what you do with CEO? Uh, he provides a totally different perspective than I can. Um, him working at Twitch has uh, shown me the side of like the whole broadcast and what goes on behind the scenes while the tours and stuff. Um, it's only gotten better, our relationship. We've both gotten busier, so we don't get to talk to each other as much as we used to. Um, and it's kind of like a time frame thing, right? So Colin Breaker's coming up, so I respect and understand he's totally busy with that. As soon as he's done doing what he needs to do to be, make sure he's 100% ready, it, the focus shifts over to CEO. So it's one of those things where uh, we just understand what our, each guy's going through and what's on his plate, what's on my plate. Uh, so it's been great, man. He's been my right-hand guy for years now just to pass my ideas through, whether they're good bad, good or bad. He shoots them down or supports them. Um, but this year I've been a lot more hands-on just trying to get more people involved. Uh, generally, all these like slides you see or these announcements uh, would be like Rick in the past. Now we have Puna. Uh, uh, you know, a Midwest guy, he's been stepping up and learning from Rick how to design the CEO branding stuff. Uh, and then my guy's been helping out with trailers, Gareth, that makes the CEO trailers to make these announcement trailers, which I was so excited when I sent over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, this is how I want to present these announcements. Like, they look beautiful. Go ahead. And I was like, oh my God. You know, so because working with New Japan Pro Wrestling has been an amazing experience, but it's almost like when Capcom Japan had a hard time you know, approving stuff over on the uh, in USA for these tours, and it took them a while to get on. So it's the same concepts across the wrestling world in Japan, and very old-fashioned, very traditional and protective. Um, but it's been a real treat, and, and working with Kenny especially. Me and Kenny, man, we've been chatting literally every day, and he's, you know, like 13 hours ahead. So when I'm going to sleep, he's waking up and vice versa. Uh, he's been a real treat to, to work with. I'm sure we'll, you'll ask me about that too. So, uh, But as for Rick, man, uh, we wouldn't have gotten this far together if it wasn't for that relationship we have hey how's it been working uh, with kenny yeah. <laughs> uh, uh amazing dude that guy I, I wish i could really convey it especially to social media but you know he is a professional wrestler so he's got this personality to uphold uh and me i i'd love to be that wrestler personality online but i have a tournament and parents to talk to and companies to represent and all that so it's hard for me to kind of balance both sides of that um but he's been awesome man this honestly would not have happened without him uh, him talking to the company, going, hey, guys, trust uh, and Alex Jabaley and his team. They, they know what they're doing. They'll be respectful to the brand, uh, which gives me all the confidence in the world that we can pull it off. And, you know, I've been working to actually uh, we're going to be producing the broadcast, actually. And it's going to be Chris Seglia's team that does most of the oh, pro tours. Yeah. And uh, Seglia has been researching. <laughs> I'm like, here, let me sign you up for an account to New Japan Global uh, just to look at the camera views and all that stuff. So we're doing our research to pr- represent that and i remember when i first made the announcement i'm like man nobody believes this is real right nobody's gonna think it until new japan talks about or kenny talks about but i want to just get that out there so people can start planning um and it just it's it's been now that we've been announcing the wrestlers and like oh my god this is happening uh it's been surreal i've been getting uh email interviews tv interviews uh for local news channels uh to just talk about the events so i'm I'm stepping into a whole another stratosphere uh fear of reading you know reaching out to these different communities yeah, how did uh going back to that, how did this come together? How did it go from okay, this would be something cool to do to man, this is something I'm actually doing. 
Right. Uh, I mean, I wish I could say I was over a couple beers with Kenny at dinner once, but he doesn't drink at all. So uh, it was one of those just over the years we've hung out. And uh, when I was, uh, I think about a year ago, I'm like, hey, Kenny, what, what do you think about doing like a real wrestling event? And at first, he's like, you know, I love CEO because I get to have fun and it's with both communities at the same time. But he's like, you know what, maybe we can kick it up a notch. Uh, and I really don't remember where that spark came from on how it happened. But I'm just like, hey. I'm moving to Daytona Beach, and you know I've been talking about Daytona for two years, and I've known since day one I'd have this arena, and we have this space that we should try to fill, you know, uh, on, on the first night before all the finals kick off. And he's like, hey, let me let me talk to the team and see what we can make happen. Uh, these are the dates, you know, and all that stuff. And then it, just, it was just a snowball effect from there. He's like, hey, we're, we're good to go. Uh, I'm working on the list with everybody. You know, what's your budget for appearances, stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I'm just like, just whatever it takes to put on a good show, buddy, you know, and uh, just that's really how it came about, man. And then once I, I met with their president, actually, very briefly, and, and Kenny translated for me, which is a great experience. Uh, and then just showing them how, you know, how much I care about the brand and, and want to bring a cool thing. And they their wrestlers, pro, New Japan pro wrestlers have been to like Florida with Ring of Honor shows and stuff like that. But the brand itself's never done it like their own personal show. This is giving us me a chance to show how awesome this brand and this company is because, uh, you know, they're a no-fluff wrestling community. Kenny and them, they've changed the storyline game, I think, uh, with his teams, with the Young Bucks and all that. But it's like Florida is kind of – we have NXT and WWE happening all the time. Let's show something different. Uh, and New Japan just about that quality wrestling that I think people are really going to enjoy. And, uh, and my first setback was like, man, I'm announcing this live wrestling event. How many of the fighting game guys are like, what is Jabali doing? Why is he ruining our fighting game experience? And that it's been the total opposite, man. I've had people like weren't sure about coming to CEO that are like, man, I got to go now. Uh, and, and FGC guys hitting me up like, can I have an entrance? Can I be in the ring? You know, stuff like that. Uh, and as much as I'd love to get some of the guys involved, this is going to be a through and through New Japan show, uh, respectful of the brand. I can't even be in during the live show, to be honest with you. Um, have some other surprises planned for everybody that's there. But, you know, live show is going to be all about the, the quality wrestling that these guys can provide. And, uh, yeah, and, and Kenny, like I said, amazing human being, dude. Me and him just... We lo it's not about you know the business or the money. It's about just providing an experience that people will never forget. I certainly want to keep going on uh, on the New Japan show that you're going to do, but I want to peel back to something that you mentioned about the arena. Uh, CL this year is going to a uh, big convention center in Daytona Beach, huge arena, um, and we're seeing more and more events go in this direction. You know, final round. Uh, went to the Atlanta Convention Center. Do you think it's sustainable to... Do, do you think there's enough energy in the fighting game community to keep these events at that large a size uh, for the foreseeable future? Um, I think so. Um, uh, it's been tough, man. You know, at first I was a little worried moving CEO to a completely different city. They have an okay airport for East Coast Flyers, but nothing you know, for general. So people still have to go to Orlando. So I was worried at first, but our main hotel, which has twice the number of rooms I've had in previous years, already completely sold out. I just signed a contract with the four backup hotels. They're already on their way to selling out. Uh, so the, the attention's there. The people are showing up for at least CEO. I can't speak on behalf of other events, but Combo Breaker continues to grow. 
we'll we'll see how Evo does with the Street Fighter Five drop, but uh, you know Dragon Ball is gonna be freaking huge uh, across the board. It's my number one game already right now for CEO. And uh, thing is, we still can't kind of predict the numbers until each event's done because the FGC does not plan in advance, man. And and I've come to expect that now. I don't stress it. I don't worry about it. Like I look at my numbers now, which is about 800 more than they were at the same time last year. But I know everyone's still gonna wait till the very last second and then be like, all right, this is how many people are coming. Uh, we got to be ready. <laughs> um, so I think it's sustainable uh, with Soul Calibur 6 coming out, a new Smash. Uh, you know, uh, how long it's sustainable for, we'll see if these Pro Tours can keep going on. Um, and yeah, I'm just, my job is to not really worry about that, it's just to put on the best event possible and hope it grows. And it's, I moved it to a bigger city and it's growing. So I have nothing to worry about so far. But you know, like uh, to compare it to Evo, which I'm sure you love comparisons between CEO and Evo. <laughs> Um, you know, Evo has kind of taken on a life of its own, whereas if even the tournament structures and fighting game tournaments as we know them were to change to a different format or not get as popular anymore or whatever, um, Evo would still stand apart as like a mecca, as a gaming convention uh, for fighting game enthusiasts kind of thing. How close, or, or, or what's CEO's version of that, or is that not how you think of it? Because, I mean, adding a whole wrestling event to it really does make it a whole new thing of its own. Right. Uh, I mean, the end game would be to have like uh, meet and greets and wrestlers and all that stuff throughout the weekend and just combine it with fighting games. Um, Evo doesn't need any gimmicks like I, I kind of feel I do. Right. Uh, they're still the biggest. Uh, their focus is being bringing together the biggest and best competitors. I had a great time last year. They stepped up their exhibitors area. Uh, their BYOC area was awesome. All that stuff. So that's the stuff I, I try to emulate and bring it to the East Coast, uh, which we're lacking on that scale. Uh, but it's just like uh, CEO's personality now is just the most fun event you can go to. And our crowd's amazing. Our staff's amazing. And that's, I just want to kind of keep that going and, and show that Florida can host a really big gaming event. Uh, and that's the way it's been going and just going to keep going with that. And the wrestling event was pretty much, I have a whole night uh, in the arena we could use for something. It's literally just two hour, two and a half hours of content out of the whole weekend. Uh, and there's still plenty to do on the gaming side. So I think people are still going to be happy with the entire product. And now they just get a bonus of something to do. And, you know, people worry like, well, what's happening during the wrestling event is the turn. I'm like, I'm making sure Friday at 8 PM, all tournament pools are done. That way they can go into the arena, which is literally a hundred feet from the tournament hall and, and walk right in, enjoy the wrestling show and then go enjoy Daytona for a night. And then, uh, go back to playing games the next morning. So I, I've thought of everything. So just to clarify, CEO, the, the tournament side will be done for, for Friday before the wrestling show kicks off. Correct. Yeah. At, at 12, uh, 12 noon, they'll start all the tournaments uh, and, and go until 8 p.m. And then, you know, probably 8.15 if a last match is going on. Uh, and then the wrestling show is at 8.30, and it'll be separate ticketing. So people, like, do I need both tickets? Like, a lot of wrestling fans just want to come see the wrestling event. The arena and the venue so big that there can be a totally separate line into that wrestling show, into the arena, without ever affecting what's going on in the uh, exhibit hall. So that's, you know, that was one of the main things I made sure. is like, are you guys going to be able to handle the traffic? And I asked them, like, what's your attendance record? I'm like, uh, like well, you have 8,400 seats. I'm like, could that be the record? Like, no, Cher sold us out with 10,000 tickets. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> that was a funny conversation. Uh, like you're not beating share. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, that, that happened. Uh, but yeah, so, but there might I, be beatings uh, with chairs. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Close. Come on. Yeah, do something. Yeah, All right. Good. <laughs> if only that rhymes with one of her songs. No, uh, do you believe in getting beat up? No. Uh, okay. Anyway. So yeah, that's kind of a stretch, <laughs> uh, but let's talk about who's doing the beating with the chairs. Uh, we have a list of, people who are announced 
for this show. And there's actually one more that you uh, just announced right before you went live here. Correct. Uh, so do we have the graphic up? I, I oh, yeah, I can pull it up. Give me a second. Sorry about that. I'm sleeping at the wheel here. Here we go. All right. So, yeah. So um, if you follow New Japan, you're you're probably familiar with a bunch of these names. Uh, Golden Lovers, obviously, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi. You've got uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Rapunji 3K, Hiromu Takahashi, Juice Robinson, a few others coming out. And then uh, you also announced Dragon Lee, correct? Right, yeah, he actually recently uh, had a small injury during a match, so we were a little worried about it, but they literally sent me an email <laughs> like this morning, like, Dragon Ling's okay, you're good to go. So uh, I got to announce him. Uh, he's a very jacked luchador wrestler, uh, does very well. And a lot of these guys, like, you go look at their Twitters, they have, like, 18, 20,000 followers compared to, like, WWE, who has, like, you know, millions and hundreds of thousands. But these guys are super popular. And uh, once I started announcing the, the littler guys, people were like, wow, the show has like it's covering all bases. And when Kenny told me the list, I'm like, I'm really excited. And we had other people in mind. But now there's a Ring of Honor show the same night, which kind of hurt uh, when he told me like the bad news a couple months ago. He's like, yeah, I'm like, we're losing the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, which were going to be a big part of the show. Uh, and I talked to them personally. They were like felt so bad. And, you know, so things happen. It's almost like FGC where there's two events on the same weekend now. Right. So that's just the way things are. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, there's like 70 shows in a single weekend, uh, spanning uh, indie shows, you know, medium-sized shows, all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, announce that. And then I have one more big announcement I'm going to be announcing tomorrow morning, right before the official press release for the, uh, as of now, final guy we are bringing into the show. Oh, yeah, who's well, that? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Come on. No. What, what, what if you tell this a-hole? I won't, I won't tell no, that. No, anymore. you're going to have to wait till tomorrow. You shouldn't have said you hated Infinity War. <laughs> I, I, I don't hate it. I just, it, it's there for me, you know? It's, no, it's, I understand. But uh, speaking of that other show, you, you did mention uh, the Ring of Honor show, which a lot of New Japan and Ring of Honor uh, wrestlers kind of cross over, work each other's shows. There is another show there. Uh, there's also a uk show or two shows in the uk that same weekend for new japan right how much of a monkey wrench has that thrown into your plans in terms of who you're able to bring in and how you work around it without you know dive uh, divulging into the behind the scenes i think the uk event uh they've been doing events forever and it's like who's this guy in florida taking away all these guys <laughs> but most of the guys that they're getting, they haven't announced yet. Uh, I mean, those are the guys they requested. So th it's not really my responsibility or anything to like worry about that. Um, so it's on their promoters, I guess, on uh, the choices that they're making for their, their community. And I feel bad, right? I, I don't want this to happen. And I actually tried to think of an alternative to moving it around once he told me these other events were popping up, and that was impossible. Um, so my, my job is just to bring on the best event. And a lot of the FGC guys will only know, you know, the Kenny Omegas and the Kota Ibushis and um, whoever I'm announcing tomorrow. <laughs> and, and, and so I think we have a great lineup. I, I thought it over. I talked to some. I did a lot of research with the fans in the New Japan that I've gone to the American shows. I'm like, guys, what do you think of this list? I'm like, dude, that's going to be a killer, an awesome, you know, personalized show. Like FGC and wrestling community gets to come to Daytona Beach and enjoy these guys going at it for them. But I think it's going to be really entertaining. And the, and the guys we have, I've talked to personally, they're super excited to they're excited to do it. Right. I mean, it's their job. But I think they really like the fact that they get to show themselves off to a brand new community. And, and I think that's going to make for a great experience. 
Have and the other the other events will do fine because they're year round. I'm just once a year, and that's why we got to go big or go home. Have, now this is you know pe- you talked about people saying you're some guy in in Florida. You you haven't run a wrestling event uh, before, as far as I know. Right. Um, have there been any unexpected challenges uh, with that? Anything that surprised you? Not really. I have actually been to a few res- local wrestling shows behind the scenes, helped with setting up the ring, looking at how they're doing their AV. So I've been doing my research and attending and even gone to wrestling school and taking a couple bumps. Is what, I'll leave it at that. Uh, and for a 35-year-old guy, man, I've been handling it pretty well. I just can't walk the next day. Um, but the only challenges I've honestly seen uh, is just the AV and production, making sure we can produce this wrestling show that will also, budgetarily-wise, carry over into the rest of the weekend because we're still going to have the entrances for the players and coming out. Um, so that's been the biggest challenge. Um, coordinating with Japan to handle flights and stuff uh, is obviously uh, something I'm no stranger to. I do it for DreamHack. Uh, you know, I had to set up DreamHack Sweden and learn a little bit of Swedish and what you know, <laughs> arrival departure is and stuff. Um, so uh, no challenges. Kenny's been there all, all, every step of the way. Uh, we have a rider. If you guys don't know what a rider is, it's basically like the uh, like the the executive assistant for a show that gets everything gets you everything the wrestlers will need or what the production will need. So I have a guy I can't say who it is, but it's one of the wrestlers uh, besides Kenny that's helping me put this on. So I, they've been helpful, man, and, and learning along the way. But we've kind of done this already with CEO and the ring and the entrances. It's just obviously how do you pack in a two hour show in the most professional of ways and make sure it goes smooth. Um, so I, I have faith in Chris and his team that we're all going to pull this off together and it's going to be great. Alex, are you uh, streaming this on Twitch, the wrestling? Uh, we haven't officially announced it, but yeah, there'll be a broadcast of sorts. Nice. Um, I so, feel like... Which is a first, by the way. It's never been streamed on Twitch New Japan Pro Wrestling, so uh, getting that approved was a, a, a small challenge, but I understand this brings in a whole new market and, and a lot of potential. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, like people at Twitch are probably like, holy shit, this is great, right? Like, this is fantastic to have this on our... On our like, you're doing... The whole platform a service here uh trust me i've already had a contract signed with them and their support and how excited they were and being able to connect uh two different worlds again that's end of the day man i hope when people remember me it's the fact that i network so many good people to each other and, and you know was always there to help people out it really is kind of crazy especially considering how difficult it is to get these people in the room on a given weekend considering all their other obligations um I hope this isn't a put you on the spot question, but is it going to be sub only? Because I mean, I feel like you could probably make turn a buck on this real easy. Uh, no, it'll be a free broadcast. I do want to make customized emotes and all that, and kind of push the CEO Gaming channel mm-hmm. uh, and have like cool Kenny emotes and you know New Japan emotes and stuff like that. So, but no, we want we want the world to see it, and then I'm going to most likely provide the content over to New Japan to go on their network after the event. So. Because that would have opened the challenge would have been having them produce this whole show, but they have their big American show, which tickets just went on sale today. That's why mine are going on in a few days because we wanted to kind of time it. Uh, so they're, you know, obviously their bread and butter is is the focus, and then I come in with the backup events. Everyone that cries they couldn't get tickets, uh, so <laughs> uh, which I've been seeing. Trust me on seats and stuff already. So any idea yeah, no. like projections on? Uh, you know, I guess not sub count, but uh, projections on how many people you might get in because this is again, this is has the potential to be yep. bigger than your average fighting game tournament. Obviously, uh, I mean, eighty four hundred seats is the the fi- eighty four like thirty four is the final count. 
Um, realistically, me and Kenny have looked at each other like we would love to sell, you know, 3,000 tickets, which is at least the number of everyone attending CEO. And the tickets are going to be, you know, between 20 to 100 bucks, so nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, but if it were to sell out, man, I would be beside myself. We'd be happy. And I know New Japan would be ecstatic. And maybe we can build this into something bigger in future years. So, Because I'm not even thinking this summer. I'm thinking two, three years down the road what this could turn into already. Hey, uh, we have a question from the chat. LJB Thunder says, Wrestling Observer News suggested that FGC commentators will be commentating. Any truth to this? Uh, yes. I won't say who yet, but Kenny wants this to be the crossover part where we produce this show, and I have a couple guys that know everything about wrestling, and I think it'll, be a, it'll bring a new dynamic to it, and I think it'll be great. Interesting. Steve, what you got, bud? Um, and remember, it's a free show. If anybody bitches about the commentary, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned tickets uh, going on sale in a few days. Can you share a little bit more about that? Because I'm sure you, you want everybody hey, to know. Hey, I'm blocking uh, Yeah, here. I mean, uh, for anybody watching, if you're going to buy tickets, if you've already registered for CEO, you're going to get a pre-sale code tomorrow at midnight, which is Wednesday at midnight, and then at 10 a.m. Thursday, all those people can buy tickets for in advance for 24 hours. And then Friday, they go on sale hey, to the general public. I'm uh, I've been getting a lot of overseas people coming out to this event, and, like, I want to buy tickets for the whole weekend. Um, but, yeah, it's going through Ticketmaster. And one thing I'll talk about is uh, I was trying to not use Ticketmaster because of their fees and such. But, man, th when you understand what they actually provide as a service is the reason why their fees are what they are. Because uh, I was trying to use another company, uh, a sister company, Ticketmaster. It would only have been like a few dollars in fees. But then I would have had to manage the seating arrangements and have people watch the seats. They wouldn't have been assigned seats and hire three times the staff. So it bounced itself out to use Ticketmaster. And I, I think it will be fine because they help promote it as well. And the city of Daytona has been emailing their whole community about the event um, and getting a lot of news coverage. And I think it's going to be great. Uh, and worst case, you know, right out of the bat, if tickets don't sell, I can always um, – you know, just push harder and push the local community and people can buy there. And if you happen to live near Daytona, when tickets go on sale, you can actually skip the fees and buy them at their box office uh, between 10 to 5. And you just buy them directly from there and they'll print the tickets for you. That's a little insider tip. This is nuts, man. This is really exciting. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> Trust me, dude, learning all this shit has been, it has <laughs> been hell on my mind. I haven't been sleeping at all, uh, but I think it'll be worth it. It sounds like it. Um, I'm curious to see what the stream numbers will be, um, just from like the the data point uh, that we would get from something like that. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's. I feel like we we're running out of time, or we're out of time. But there's other stuff I wanted to ask you about. Uh, still plenty more questions about this event, but also you know, DreamHack is coming around the corner um, in Austin, of all places, uh, our hometown here. Um, anything you can tell us about that? I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we have Street Fighter, DBZ, Tekken. Uh, it's a Street Fighter ranking event. Um, Brawlhalla, we announced a, an official Brawlhalla series for this whole year across all the DreamHacks. There are over 320 entrants already. That's actually more than their World Finals last uh, November. So that community is doing great. Um, Smash is doing great. You know, uh, So I'm looking forward to DreamHack Austin. It's the first American event I get to do. Uh, and just, yeah, come on out to Austin, guys. Uh, uh, just follow me on Twitter. I'll be posting a lot more promotion for that as well. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys there, too, man. We can talk some more about all this after all the really big announcements come out. I was telling you, or I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it to you, but uh, I have a baby on the way in June. Congratulations. And I hope that she comes after DreamHack so that I can make it uh, stress-free. Steve, fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Bring the kid, man. I'll get him a free ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get uh, a brand newborn child into DreamHack for her first ever esports convention, free of charge. Have a, a name picked out yet? Her, her name will be Camila. Camila, beautiful name. Camila, Congrats. thank you. 
Um, and shout out to my wife too. She uh, did half the work. Um, <laughs> half. Yeah, half. a little more than half. So, uh, Steve, I hope anything? She doesn't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think she does. Steve, anything else you want to ask uh, uh, Alex before we let him go? Um, just if he wants to cut a promo on anybody, you know, we're, we're in the wrestling mood. So, <laughs> if, if there's someone out there who needs a promo cut on them, now is the time. There's nobody, man. I'm I'm on top of my game right now. I don't need to call anybody out anymore. Those days are over. You're not gonna even put yourself over? Uh, I do it enough, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to be humble this year. Okay, I took a different approach. I've been meditating and shit. No, I'm joking. Uh, you'll see. You guys will see my real uh, cockiness come out during the event and the weekend. So uh, you know, we'll just hold off. But no, no promos today. Yo, are you gonna All wrestle right. at your own event? Maybe. <laughs> you got in the ring, barely prompted, uh, yeah. <laughs> not too many years ago. We'll see. I'll just say, two years, every time I look back at when Kenny super kicked me and I was yeah. so out of shape, I'm like, man, that's got to change. Uh, so luckily, I'm like 30 pounds down from that day. But uh, yeah, no, I've been uh, just enjoying being a part of it. I like to always be a part of the experience myself so I can understand why people enjoy what they do. And uh, it, it's gotten me this far so far. Well, Alex, I uh, want to thank you for coming on the show, but also thank you for always pushing the envelope and trying to put on a bigger, better event and uh, apparently not running out of ideas or enthusiasm or uh, gumption to pull this shit off because I think we all benefit. When you're busy, we benefit. Um, so thank you for that. I, I, I remember my early days of competing. Every time I won a local, I'd be like, guys, remember, when I win, the community wins because <laughs> I used to take the money and buy the setups for the Xbox 360s and stuff back in Street Fighter 4 days, and that's how CEO got built. So uh, those I miss those competitive days, man, where I just had to compete and not be responsible for thousands of people. I could just have fun. You can compete uh, on best you tournament. Guys, yeah. Are any of you coming to CEO? Do you need media passes? Uh, I will not be able to make it for sure. I will not be able to make it. I think, uh, did Donka say he was trying to make it? He's going to a combo breaker. We'll hit you up. Maybe, maybe I'm going to take that as an open invite and see if we can make it out there. That's the promo I'm going to cut on, you sons of bitches, man. <laughs> Everybody's forgetting about CEO. Combo Breaker, I'll be there as well. But just everyone's going to forget about it, man, because there's so many other events. And then the event's going to happen and go, son of a gun, why didn't I go to that event? And they're going to regret it. And then next year, I'm going to double the freaking prices on them and, and show them why, <laughs> how they missed out. So we'll be all right. Anybody who didn't go this year has to pay yeah. twice next year. You know, and back in the day, if somebody didn't go, like, you, I hate this guy. Like, now I'm like, you know what? Support the people that do show up. Don't worry about the other guys because I know they won't talk about it on Twitter, support the event. But I know deep down they're crying because they couldn't be there. I mean, I feel like you're and making a really – give me joy. <laughs> if they're like – if it's coming down to uh, certain select events of the ones, man, I'm not going to miss that. Uh, you're definitely a contender, right? And it's getting pretty tight at the top between Evo, Combo Breaker, and CEO. Where, 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 where do you rank yourself in those three? Uh, no comment. <laughs> I, I think if you have the means, go to all three, man, because uh, I honestly, as a fan, so take me out of the TO equation, like to have those three major events one month apart gives people, you know, plenty of time. If you had to choose, everyone's always going to go with Evo, but I, I, I see tweets all the time. People like our events and, and we're growing. And I just uh, personally, I think there's room for all three or even more events to be huge across the board. We just need to reach out and make sure all these people don't sign into Twitter and start reading all the drama. Uh, and I think we'll do great. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, good luck with everything you got. There's the face. God damn it. <laughs> uh, you knew it was coming. <laughs> thanks, so. to, uh, thanks to Steve for sticking around and helping me with this interview. And we'll close out all doing the face. Actually, no, I have one last hint for tomorrow. If you guys are watching the stream, I want to see the chat. Yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> I think Steve knows what that is. I'm yep. not saying anything, but <laughs> I, I'm thinking it real loud. Yeah. All uh, right, guys. The uh, chat's going well. crazy, man. The chat's going yep. crazy over here. All right. Thank you for that, All Alex. Right, we appreciate it. Deuces. Good night, though. <laughs>